Welcome to Political Beatdown. I'm Ben Micellis, joined by the one and only Michael Cohen. We've got a lot to discuss. Updates from Michael Cohen about the deposition of Donald Trump set for September 6th. September 6th is also the day of Donald Trump's arraignment uh, set by Fulton County. So I want to get Cohen's take on what's going to happen there. A lot of the other defendants uh, in the Fulton County RICO case have been waiving their arraignment. It'll be interesting to see what Donald Trump does there. Special counsel Jack Smith investigation of Donald Trump has also been focused on Donald Trump's knowledge of just how drunk Rudy Giuliani got and that Donald Trump knew he was getting advice from a total and complete drunk. That's a new report out from Rolling Stone and others also want to talk about the federal judge in Washington, D.C., Judge Tanya Chutkin, in the case brought by special counsel Jack Smith, who set a trial date for March 4th of 2024. You had Alina Haba out there this weekend. Donald Trump's ready. He's so prepared. He's so smart. He's ready to go. And then the Big judge brain. is like, okay, you say he's prepared. And then Donald Trump starts whining and go, oh, they're all against me. So unfair. So unfair. Also, we'll talk about the Mark Meadows evidentiary hearing where Meadows is trying to get the case transferred to federal court. Michael Cohen, how you doing? How you doing there, Ben? Hello, Brigaders. So look, first of all, I wish to God that I had an answer in regard to what's happening on September 6th. As everybody here knows, Donald did not want to have to sit for this deposition. He could not have gotten luckier that all of a sudden September 6th is the date that uh, the arraignment for the Fulton County, Georgia case is being called. Now, you're right, Ben. He does not have to um, appear he could do it by paper. He could do it by Zoom. There's many different ways uh, to do it, though it does pose a problem. Now, if he doesn't go for the arraignment in Georgia, he's certainly going to have to sit for this court-ordered deposition. I'm still waiting for my counsel to hear back from their counsel in terms of what's going to All I can tell you is it's just more time. And as you know, when it comes to time uh, and lawyers, time equals money. I want this. I desperately want this deposition to take place. You know, I'm so frustrated by the system. And one of the things that I had asked Salty to put up uh, for our political beatdown brigaders is one of the problems that you have when you have as many cases now pending against you as Donald has. And Salty, if you have that um, calendar, that's great. This is a real problem. This is basically Donald Trump having something legal, a legal jeopardy for at least the next six to seven months straight. All right. First of all, you have starting in September 6th, as we know what we just talked about. Then you have on October 2nd, you have the Trump Organization civil fraud suit. Well, the problem with that is there is now a potential conflict for that as well. And that uh, is the fact that they have a trial for Georgia also set around the exact same time. So one will ultimately roll into the other 
unless everything is done on a truncated and an expedited basis, which you know is not going to happen. Then, of course, Donald is going to start to scream and yell, well, I have, you know, the first presidential debate, which he'll claim that he can't do because he's in the middle of all of this legal, um, you know, dilemma. Then, of course, he'll claim that you have the Iowa caucuses. Now, the Iowa caucuses is happens to be on the same day as the E. Jean Carroll defamation suit. Let's not forget that he didn't appear for the E. Jean Carroll defamation lawsuit number one. And then, of course, it all runs into Super Tuesday, which then has the Alvin Bragg case of March 4th. However, you also have there's it's not even reflected on here. The there's Alvin the Bragg case is the, just to clarify, Alvin Bragg is the March 25th, 2024 special counsel, Jack Smith, March 4th, 2024. But you also then have a March 4th case uh, where they're bringing. Uh, and I think that has to do with the Jack Smith case uh, with the Mar-a-Lago documents case. Now. When I spoke to, for example, Norm Eisen, and you'll be able to hear it tomorrow on my podcast, Mea Culpa, I asked him, you know, what do you think about this crazy schedule? How long do you think that case, the March 4th case, the Jack Smith case, will end up taking before which uh, there comes, you know, to a summation on the case or an ultimate decision? And his answer was somewhere between four to six weeks. Well, that again creates a real problem because you don't have four weeks between March 4th and March 25th. You have just about three weeks. So this creates a problem in all of this overlap. And of course, Donald Trump will then attempt to exploit it, claiming that the entire purpose of all of these cases is what? It's to stop him from becoming the 47th president of the United States, to beating Joe Biden in this upcoming 2024 election, et cetera, et cetera. And we all have to sit, especially myself, don't forget, I'm expected to be called as a key witness, not just in the civil case by the New York Attorney General, our unsinkable Tish James, but also in the Alvin Bragg um, criminal state case by the New York District Attorney. So this places my entire life on hold as other issues are being handled at the same time. Now, one of the things, of course, that is angering is it was not easy, for example, to get Trump court ordered to sit for the September 6th deposition. So now we have to go back to the court. We're going to have to make another motion because, look, we all know what Donald is about. And it's all about the delay, delay, delay. He does not want to sit. And we know that because he said so himself. And so did his lawyer when stating some of the questions could touch on other uh, open issues. And therefore, he anticipates on taking the fifth because he doesn't want to implicate him himself in other matters. I mean, that statement in and of itself should be enough for people to walk away from him, but certainly it's not. And not only is it not enough for people to walk away from him, but shockingly, he had the best one-day fundraising the day after the fourth indictment of, they said, what, $7.1 million. 
appalling, disgraceful, and confounding to say the least. Yeah, regarding the fundraising, I want to see the data when he makes his financial disclosures because he often lies about everything and the money then gets diverted to his legal defense fund uh, and, and his other legal defense initiatives and, and witnesses like that. Uh, in the deposition objections that Donald Trump had to the deposition notice you served, his lawyer also said that he feared embarrassment and that it would further harm his reputation as reasons why he didn't want to sit for the deposition. That's in the court documents themselves. <laughs> That's not me saying, oh, Donald Trump is embarrassed. Donald Trump's lawyer says that Donald Trump would be embarrassed if he had to sit for this deposition with Michael Cohen. That's why we read the court documents and cite court documents and don't just puff our chest and say, here's what we feel. Is uh, This is how we emotionally feel. No, we go through the data. The March 4th 2024 trial date, just to clarify for everybody, that is the trial date that was just set yesterday by the Washington, D.C. federal judge, Tanya S. Chutkin, and that is in the case being prosecuted by special counsel Jack Smith for Donald mm -hmm. Trump's attempt to overthrow our democracy. That is the four-count indictment in federal court in Washington, D.C. The one involving Mar-a-Lago is in the Southern District of Florida. That one is before Judge Eileen Cannon. That one is scheduled right. for late May right. of 2024. But you still have all of these different things going on and and, and taking place. I think the good but news, But four indictments though, is not an embarrassment to him, right? Only the information that we would elicit from him uh, in order to offset this $500 million lawsuit that he filed against me, which is, by the way, in a federal court. Uh, I just find it interesting that they could even play that argument. But Go ahead, Ben. I'm sorry for uh, jumping in. The The good news, though, is, is that I think one of the most significant cases where Donald Trump is a criminal defendant being brought by special counsel Jack Smith will take place now in, you know, kind of that early to mid 2024 period. So, yes, if it moves the Manhattan District Attorney case by a few weeks into April or then maybe that case gets moved to make way for the federal case before Judge Eileen Cannon in the Southern District of Florida. Yes, there's going to be a great degree of inconvenience and especially for Donald Trump engaging in these frivolous litigation tactics, trying to destroy the lives of people like you, Michael Cohen, it's more than just mere inconvenience. It is intentionally trying to harm your life. I think, though, that at least we can have some comfort collectively that there will be the major Jack Smith case that will likely go first, and we will see Donald Trump on trial in federal court, so that one's not going to be on TV. But we will see Donald Trump on trial, though, mm -hmm. for counts for trying to overthrow our democracy. I want to talk about the court setting that trial date in March of 2024 in Washington, D.C. Then I want to talk about how Fulton County District Attorney Fawny Willis 
is now requesting, look, I want to try all of the defendants now um, in October of 2023 because Ken Chesbro, one of the co-defendants, made a speedy trial demand under Georgia law, I guess trying to call Fawny Willis's bluff. And she's like, all right, bet. I'm ready to go. I want everyone now. I was thinking we would do it later. I'm ready to go October 2023 right now. I'll talk about that in a moment. But over the weekend, Trump's lawyers continued this media propaganda campaign that they've engaged in, North Korea-style, Kim Jong-un, Vladimir Putin-style, where they go, Trump is so smart, he's so strong, he doesn't need any time to prepare, he's ready to go. And that's what his lawyers go on the media, they say all the time, let me show you this clip of Alina Haba, just one of many examples I could show you of his lawyers on this media tour saying, Trump is ready and he's so smart, he doesn't need to prepare. Genius. Play the clip. <laughs> Let me ask you this, the logistics, you saw the timeline there. Uh, that's in the middle of running for president, caucuses, primaries. How do you logistically handle, you know, prepping a client for all of those different trials and running for president of the United States? Yeah, if it was a normal person, honestly, Shannon, I could understand the concern. President Trump is not your average person. He's incredibly intelligent and he knows the ropes. He also knows the facts because he lived them. These are these are not complicated facts. Look at Fanny. It was a phone call, a phone call that's been around forever that he refers to as the perfect phone call. What is he going to have to be prepped for? The truth? You don't have to prep much when you've done nothing wrong. So that I'm not concerned with. These trials dates also are going to move. It's unrealistic. It's theatrics. And no judge is going to say that you can be on two trials at once in two different states because a lot of these overlap. They look at the start date of the trial, mm -hmm. but these are four to six week trials at the uh, least. Mm -hmm. So there's no way they're not going to overlap. I mean, they're going to have to go into October, November of next year, again, by design. Mm -hmm. But in terms of President Trump, the candidate, I have zero concerns. Okay. Look at his poll numbers and he didn't even go to the debate. Yeah. So Cohen, Donald Trump's lawyer, by the way, show can, can, up we in just federal break, court. can we just break down what she just said there? Almost like line by line. Oh, he's polling high and he didn't even go to the debate. What does that have to do with the calendar that deals with the lawsuit? It's, you know, with all due respect to Alina, I mean, at least stay consistent with what's the question, what's the topic. Why not talk about his diet? Why not talk about what tie he's going to wear? It's as irrelevant as where he's polling right now. Um, one of the things, of course, that they never want to talk about is while he is dominating the GOP, which I just find disgraceful, while he's dominating the GOP, he is losing greater and greater ground amongst independents. And at the that's who is going to ultimately decide the 2024 election, not Alina Haba's nonsense, not Donald Trump's nonsense. There is, and she is correct about this, a lot of issues in terms of overlapping, something that I just talked about before you even played the clip. The problem that Donald has is even assuming that they stretch it out, even assuming that Alvin Bragg capitulates to whatever the needs of Judge um, Chutkin or um, any of any of the other cases, they all work amongst each other so as to set a schedule that's realistic. 
It's legitimately Donald Trump going from case to case to case to case. Now, we know we have the four indictments, but there's also, for example, the case where he filed against me for $500 million in the Southern District of Miami. There's also the case by E. Jean Carroll, the defamation lawsuit number two. It just doesn't start and stop with the indictments. There are also ancillary cases that have been worked up that are scheduled for trials, for example, like the E. Jean Carroll case. That's not going away. And yes, it may have to shift in order to you know, give precedence to Jack Smith's case uh, based upon significance, but that doesn't mean it goes away. Donald Trump is going to be a defendant in a lawsuit for at least the next one year. Compl one year. And that's what he's intending to use is the argument that the Democrats set this up, that the Joe Biden administration weaponize the Justice Department to do this, to keep him off the campaign trail, to keep him out of debates, to keep him out of a possibility for an electoral win. Again, maybe if he didn't commit the crimes, he wouldn't have to then defend himself and that none of this would be necessary. And how great would that be for America? But that's not what happened. That's not how the system goes. Ultimately, he is right now being held accountable for all of his alleged dirty deeds, and that's what the court system is about. So on the one hand, MAGA Republicans are going to say, sleepy Joe Biden, and he's asleep in his basement. On the other hand, they say President Biden is such a mastermind that, in fact, the federal jury in New York that heard the case brought by E. Jean Carroll for sexual assault and defamation President Biden had something to, he injected his dark Brandon powers, and then he got the jury to find that Donald Trump was liable uh, for sexual assault and for defamation. That, that, that's the power. Yes, it was President Biden who went back in time, and he was the one who told Donald Trump to try to cover up having sex with a porn star, um, uh, and, and that was Biden who did that back in time. Yes, it was Biden who was the one who was involved in all. I mean, come on. What are you talking about? By the way, the next E. Jean Carroll case is going to be very easy to try. Remember, she's briefed the issue on the preclusive effect of the prior trial where a jury's already made the finding that Donald Trump engaged in defamation and sexual assault. So to me, that trial is only going to be about damages and punitive damages and how many millions of dollars that a jury is going to award E. Jean Carroll. So maybe it's a two or three day trial and Donald Trump doesn't even have to show up for that. And why would he show up for that no, at all? He didn't show up. He didn't show up for the other uh, trial at all. Um, going back to this March 4th, you know, 2024 uh, trial setting conference, though, also, and I think this is a point I, I want to talk about as, as well, which is that Donald Trump's lawyers, because they're so living in their propaganda bubble that is so turning off independence, like they think that that's the world that exists. So, you know, Trump's lawyers make statements like the one you just heard from Alina Haba, and then they want to go into polite society, or in this case, a law and order court before Judge mm -hmm. Chutkin, 
and then make the exact opposite argument that they just made on TV as if special counsel Jack Smith isn't going to point it out. Hey, Judge Chutkin, you know how Trump's lawyers right here are whining that they're not prepared, that they're not ready, that they... Take a look at what they just said an hour before we got into court. He doesn't need prep. He doesn't need prep. The guy is a genius. You don't need prep if you're telling the truth. And so what's the issue here? By the way, you know, another thing that I didn't include in, so you have the four indictments. You have, um, you know, uh, E. Jean Carroll. Uh, We also have the New York Attorney General case on top of that. Like I said, this guy is legitimately going to be a defendant for well in excess of a year. And I don't agree with Alina Haba on, yeah, on some of the cases they will, they will definitively try to stretch this thing out by calling witnesses, making motions. They're going to be dozens and dozens of motions in limine in order to delay it for more hearings than this. This is all part of the strategy. And the strategy is to push everything off as far as possible to get as close to the election. Because the one thing that Donald has, and it's, of course, it's an outside shot, but the one thing he's holding on to is hope of an electoral win. Because if, in fact, that that happens, realize what Donald is going to do. One the issue of potential pardoning oneself, never, ever been done before, never even contemplated before. But if, in fact, he has that ability to do so for himself, rest assured, he will. And that will create a constitutional issue. There'll be challenges that will end up before the Supreme Court. That's just all part of the delay. He will defund all of these and he will sick whoever his new attorney general is, who will be Bill Barr number two, sycophant extra, right? The sycophant on steroids to put an end to all of this litigation that's pending against him. Even if in fact that there's a decision, they will turn around and they will fight everything because it will ultimately be on appeal. This is a real serious issue of law and order in America and be held accountable for crimes. Basically, he's using, not basically, he is using the office of the presidency as an attempt to exculpate himself from his legal obligations, his legal problems, and so on. And I'm not really sure that that's the way the Constitution was written. You talked about independent voters before, Michael Cohen, and I think that independent voters, and we're seeing it in the data, are absolutely repulsed by what this MAGA party has become. Independent voters, voters not affiliated with political parties, and people, I think, who are actually conservative, not this MAGA, they're recognizing what large media networks do not recognize or refuse to recognize that this isn't an issue anymore where Republicans are a conservative party. Republicans are not conservative anymore. They're MAGA, they're Trump, and it is this juvenile fascism meets idiocracy equals MAGA, this immaturity. If you have a third grader and they acted like this, you would be repulsed by their behavior. This is 
parents teach their kids do not act like this. This is not how we act in a civilized society. So when Donald Trump posts photos like this, like fake mugshots of President Biden, and, and this is what he's putting up on his social media platform, like like this is like these are the antics of I a mean, petulant- shouldn't that be disqualifying in and of itself, Ben, for stupidity? I mean, this is not a parody account. Right. This is Donald, Donald Trump's account. actual account. You're putting up a picture. No, you fucking moron. No, it is not Joe Biden that has a mugshot. It is you. So no matter what you put up onto your onto your site, whether it's your untrue social and now your new Twitter site, it has no it's there's no basis in reality for it. The reality is you. You were the one who were mugshotted with that scolding face that you spent hours in front of a mirror trying to lock and load down for whatever the reason might be. You're the one with the mugshot, not Joe Biden. And while that may, you know, make his maggots all happy and these stupids are now sending more money into him, you know, for the campaign and so on, remember, maggot only accounts for somewhere around 35, 36, 38% of the Republican Party. That's it. If we allow that 38% to be the denominator, yes, Donald Trump has 100% control over the Republican Party, but it's not. It's 38% of 100%. All right. So you now have 62% of the Republican Party that do not want Donald Trump or are legitimately looking for somebody else to step up that they could back. The independents are in volume running away from Donald because he's nuts. And of course, the Democrats wouldn't vote for Trump no matter what. So take the Democrats, take the independents that are every single day walking away from this stupidity and walking away from the nonsense associated with Donald's criminality. And there is not a possible chance that he beats Joe Biden in the, in the um, general election. And once again, that will mean that Donald Trump has now cost the GOP, not one, not two, but three electorals. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I'll show you after the ad break too, Governor Chris Sununu, what he said too. And he's like, independents hate Donald Trump, Republican governor of New Hampshire saying, yeah, yeah like that mugshot photo may be like MAGA may love it and Trump may love it. But people right. look at that and go, what the heck is going on? And, you know, look, Fox as a propaganda network gets deeper and deeper, you know, you know, and they realize, hey, they learned the opposite lesson that they should have from the defamation case. And you got people like Jesse Waters now who wants to be the next Tucker. And by the way, there was this clip of Jesse Waters' mom when Jesse Waters took the job. And Jesse Waters' mom is like, please don't do follow them. Do not do that. But this is Jesse Waters speaking for the cult. And Jesse Waters, is, you know, and, and this is how MAGA will gaslight. He said, well, I'm just joking when I say this. But here, Jesse Waters is basically saying that the mother shot photo of Donald Trump aroused him and, and Fox viewers here play this clip I am now going to book the Fulton County photographer for my Christmas card <laughs> because 
Judge, and I say this with a unblemished record of heterosexuality. He looks good. And and he looks hard. <laughs> and yeah, I mean that behavior is just very and very And you know very... what he's trying to do? He wants to be the next press secretary. That's what he's doing. He's vying for a job if Donald wins to be the next press secretary. And you know, that's all you need to do. Throw out bullshit compliments. He looks hard. No, he doesn't. He looks like an asshole. He looks like a guy who's fucking constipated. All right. That's what he looks like. And, you know, and oh my God, what a funny joke, Jesse, right? Oh, you're going to book it for your Christmas card. Congratulations to you. I mean, I wonder how long it took you and your writers to figure that one out. The only good thing that I have to say as it relates to Fox is there are. There are some Fox hosts now that are not playing into this bullshit. And you start to see on some of the shows the back and forth battling that's taking place. It's the reason why Donald doesn't trust Fox right now enough to go on most of the shows. It's why he did that ridiculous Tucker Carlson interview. He will do Jesse Waters. Why? Because Jesse's blowing smoke up his ass, as he did in this statement. And so Donald now feels very comfortable that no matter what he says on a Jesse Waters show, no matter how ridiculous, how racist, sexist, misogynistic, xenophobic, homophobic, Islamophobic, anti-Semitic, no matter how much misinformation, disinformation, or malinformation that Donald will regurgitate, it doesn't matter Jesse will let him get away with it, and that's where Donald is at his most comfort. One of the reasons he doesn't want to, as an example, um, be deposed in my specific case is because Donald does not have a big brain, as Alina Haba would like to tell you, that he doesn't know the difference between a lie and truth. And it's one thing when you're spewing your bullshit on television there is no law against lying on television, but there is a law against lying under oath, all right, where you are sworn to tell the truth and the whole truth. Um, it's a real situation for him because truth be told, I'm not even sure if Donald Trump remembers the extent of the lies that he has told. You know, when we talk about President Biden on the show, right, we're talking about how many infrastructure projects are up? 37,000 infrastructure projects, which means better jobs. We're talking about the CHIPS Act and investment in the semiconductor industry. We're talking about initiatives that President Biden is focused on to protect veterans and students and seniors. I, I can't even fathom saying something like, do you see that mugshot of Biden? It, it, it tarnishes my unblemished record of uh, heterosexuality. I mean, we have to think for a second and just say this behavior is not normal. And we as a beatdown brigade, as members of the Midas Mighty, we refuse to be gaslit and just accept that as normal discourse. It is not. It is weird. It is dangerous. And we will continue to call that out. And the way in which these Fox hosts, though, most of them just lie with so cavalierly 
and how they just spew this disinformation that then becomes their reality and their base's reality is something that we have to constantly debunk because large media networks aren't doing it. So one of the things I want to debunk with you, Michael Cohen, is this right-wing talking point that the January 6th committee destroyed all of their records, destroyed all of their documents. It is easy incredibly easy to debunk. We'll do that after our first quick break. Heart health and staying healthy, especially when you have a family that you want to be able to spend as much time with as possible is so, so important. We all have a heartfelt reason to support our blood pressure. In fact, more than half of the U.S. population would benefit from blood pressure support. Super Beats Heart Shoes are an easy and convenient way to support healthy blood pressure and they promote heart healthy energy. Paired with a healthy lifestyle, the Antioxidants in Super Beats are clinically shown to be nearly two times more effective at promoting normal blood pressure than a healthy lifestyle alone. And with over 30,000 five-star reviews and counting, Super Beats Heart Shoes are having their moment. Super Beats Heart Shoes are incredibly delicious and so much better than any alternative supplements out there. I take my Super Beat Heart Shoes each morning and it's really kick-started my morning routine. After taking my Super Beats Heart Shoes, I feel like I have more energy and I'm ready to take on the day. Super Beats Heart Shoes are effective and clinically studied. They are the number one pharmacist recommended beat brand for cardiovascular health support. It's blood pressure support you can trust. Double your potential with Super Beats Heart Shoes. Get a free 30-day supply of Super Beats Heart Shoes and 15% off your first order by going to GetSuperBeats.com and use the promo code BEAT, B-E-A-T, okay? That's GetSuperBeats.com and you spell it super, then B-E-E-T-S.com and then use the code BEAT like beatdown, B-E-A-T. Double your potential with Super Beats Heart Shoes. Get a free 30-day supply of Super Beats Heart Shoes and 15% off your first order by going to GetSuperBeats.com and use the promo code BEAT. That's B-E-A-T and go to GetSuperBeats.com. Ben Mycel is here. Did you know that your temperature at night can have one of the greatest impacts on your sleep quality? If you wake up too hot or too cold, I highly recommend you check out Miracle Made's bed sheets. Inspired by NASA, Miracle Made uses silver infused fabrics and makes temperature regulating bedding so you can sleep at the perfect temperature all night long. Using silver infused fabrics originally inspired by NASA, Miracle Made sheets are thermoregulating and designed to keep you at the perfect temperature all night long so you get better sleep every night. These sheets are infused with silver that prevent up to 99.7% of bacterial growth, leaving them to stay cleaner and fresh three times longer than other sheets. No more gross odors. And get this, Miracle Sheets are luxuriously comfortable without the high price tag of other luxury brands and feel as nice, if not nicer, than bed sheets used by some five-star hotels. Stop sleeping on bacteria. Bacteria can clog your pores, causing breakouts and acne. Sleep clean with Miracle. Go to trymiracle.com slash beat 
to try Miracle Made Sheets today. And whether you're buying them for yourself or as a gift for a loved one, if you order today, you can save over 40%. And if you use our promo, BEAT, at checkout, you'll get three free towels and save an extra 20%. Miracle is so confident in their product, it's backed by a 30-day money-back guarantee. So if you aren't 100% satisfied, you'll get a full refund. Upgrade your sleep with Miracle Made. Go to trymiracle.com slash beat and use the code beat to claim your free three-piece towel set and save over 40%. Again, that's trymiracle.com slash beat to treat yourself. Thank you, Miracle Made, for sponsoring this episode. Great sponsors. Welcome back Great to sponsor. The Great. Listen, one of the big problems, and I'm not joking. Look, I just had mine. You reminded me that I didn't have my, um, my super beat today. You know, as a result of Otisville and a result of all of this, my blood pressure is through the roof. And I got to tell you, I, it's doing better. I'm certainly far from where I need to be. But between my super beats, between my medication, I'm, I'm going to survive, Brigaders. That I promise you. I will survive to fight another day. And, of course, to come back and see you on our Tuesdays and Thursday hour. And I've been pretty well rested in those miracle made sheets as well. I want to talk about this disinformation being spewed so cavalierly by Fox. Like there's no even attempt to be tethered to reality. And, and earlier this morning uh, on one of the Fox morning shows, the panelists were just talking about how the January 6th, as though this is like a fact, like they, they just went on to it, like, like as though this isn't like some bombshell they just talked about. Yeah, as everybody knows, the January 6th committee just destroyed all of their records. And I was like, what, what? What are you talking about here? Play this clip. There's a lot of strategic uh, sort of hypotheses at play. What say you about this? Well, just to take a look at what's happening here. We had from Democrats years of investigations into how to keep Donald Trump off the ballot, how to get him into prison. You had the January 6th committee, which was a one-sided committee handpicked by Nancy Pelosi to, to find out all sorts of information. They handed that over to Jack Smith, but then destroyed the evidence so that Republicans, once they took over Congress, could not look through it. Jack Smith had years to work on this and other people at the Department of Justice. At, even at the time that Joe Biden was elected, he said he hoped there would be a way to legally prevent his primary political opponent from being able to run for office. So you've had years of work put into this. The Trump team was asking for just a little bit of time to go through all the documents that they have gathered. This judge who is very partisan, who's known for being partisan, says, no, we're going to do it right in the middle of the election season. And she's very partisan about how she's been very open about how much she hates Donald Trump. It seems like she should not be actually overseeing this trial, but that's what we have here. This is not election interference. I heard some people say, this is election interference. This is straight up election rigging on the part of Democrats to keep their primary political opponent out of office. Because I wow. mean, the reality is, how do you fit so many lies into that 45 second clip? I mean, the six committee 
not destroy evidence. President Biden never said, I would like to destroy my political opponent uh, before the election. Special counsel Jack Smith was only brought on in November of 2022. That's less than a year ago. And Judge Tanya Chutkin was approved by every single senator, and she's not a partisan judge at all. Every single senator approved her. Also, you notice the lead-in to that question where they go, there are strategic hypotheses like, OK, you're just trying to say words to try to sound smart so that the next person is just going to completely lie. So I debunked all of that. But let me just wow. go through, like, where wow. would I go and find, you know, evidence? Where, where, where would I test this strategic hypothesis that is being let me just show you this first. Pull up the document, though, the court filing that was at issue because the court filings, I think, tell the story. So what was Donald Trump arguing at court yesterday? Donald Trump's lawyers were saying that they got so many records, overwhelmed millions of records, that that's why they needed April of 2026. Did Donald Trump's lawyers argue in court that they needed April 2026 because the January 6th committee records were destroyed? If that was the case, it'd be a pretty good argument they could make judge the January 6th committee records are destroyed. We have to reconstruct them. That's why we need an April 2026 date. No, Donald Trump's lawyers argued, we have way too many documents. And let me see, what were those documents that you got way too many of? Hmm, the January 6th committee records? Yes, where would we find that out? Right here in the freaking court documents. This is what Jack Smith is saying to the court with a link to where the January 6th committee records are. And, Jan and Jack Smith saying, look, Trump's lawyers are whining about not having the records. One million of the documents we've turned over are January 6th committee records. Here it is right here on the bottom page. Nearly one million more pages that we produced in discovery came from the House Select Committee to investigate the January 6th attack on the United States Capitol. So right there in the documents, and what Trump's lawyers were arguing at the hearing was that they got too many documents, including the January 6th committee. So Cohen, that's where I say to you and you and I talk about it all the time, that evidence-based approach shouldn't just be one political party. That should just be how yeah. we approach things. But we can't let, we can't let this um, series of lies that was told by this um, woman from the Federalist, we can't let it just go unmatched. First and foremost, Joe Biden did not have Donald Trump commit crimes. Donald Trump committed the crimes on his own in conjunction with other people for a purpose. And what was the purpose? Well, in some cases, we know it was to retain power, to stay as president, and to overturn a free and fair election. That in and of itself, my friends, is the basis of our democracy. And for her to come on a show and then to blame Joe Biden and Democrats and Jack Smith all of a sudden had years to do this. First of all, the fact that none of the none of these hosts from Fox 
really pressed her on any of the stuff that came out of her mouth. They sat there like the idle assholes that they are, shaking their heads like like a bunch of chickens. Okay, all right, right, right. And allowing her to continue to spew this, again, misinformation, disinformation, and malinformation. It's so wrong of them to do. And for that, for that, they get the two fucking fingers salute. The, it is so imperative that we call out, and it's like, Ben, you said it, and I'm going to repeat it. It's why political beatdown, it's why we started this thing. It's raw. Yes, political beatdown is raw. Yes, we are unfiltered. I totally agree. But what we also are is factually accurate. And we will call out people like this Federalist group. We will call them out for the lies. Now, the biggest problem, of course, is that there is a segment of the Republican Party that no matter what we say, no matter how many court documents, Ben, that we put up, no matter how much testimony that we're able to provide that debunks the lies that are being told by these maggot morons, it doesn't make a difference. They still believe it. They still believe Donald Trump is the president, that he is running a shadow government and telling Joe Biden what to do. I mean, they believe that the election was stolen. They believe Donald's still president. They believe, I, I don't even know where they come up with this stuff, but they are so deeply indoctrinated into the dumpster you know, of the Trump cult there is no way to get them out. And it is beyond scary that these people, that these yeah. Americans have the same exact vote that everybody else has. And their one vote counts. And it's sad because the, the world is looking at us right now, Ben, like there's something really wrong with us. You know, it's interesting. Very recently, I got a email. Two fingers salute, baby. It's hard, for, it's hard for me to keep, you know, I try to respond to a lot of emails and direct messages that I get. I, I can't always, I'm doing a lot of hot takes and a lot of podcasts, so I can't respond. But, but this one I responded to and somebody was like, Ben, you need to provide the information that debunks that President Joe Biden received millions of dollars in bribes from Ukraine. And I responded, he didn't. It's it's hard to prove a negative. He 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 didn't do that. Like you can there's never no, disprove a negative. He, he, he go. I, I go. He's never done that. There's no evidence of that. When the MAGA Republican said there was audio recordings, those audio recordings don't exist. I said, if there is evidence, I want to see it. He goes, but he goes, but that doesn't make sense. You're telling me the person says that. They, that, that Kevin McCarthy, they're clearly saying it. So it like no one would just make that big of a lie up, Ben, if, it, if there wasn't any truth in it. And that is, frankly, the psychology or, uh, of the big lie that propagandists have used before. And, and then I told the person, I said, exactly. I, I said, look, you're probably a good person who believes that people would never lie to you about something so absolutely mm -hmm. outrageous like that. Because it's offensive to think that really is Kevin McCarthy and these MAGA Republicans just literally lying and saying that Biden got bribes from the Ukraine. Who would who would say such a harmful thing? And I go, yes, they are. And, and it's unfortunate that they do that, because if there were audio recordings, if there was real evidence, I would want to see that. And I would be very critical of the underlying conduct. And 
that goes to show you, and I said, that's why the big lie works sometimes because you go, they, they couldn't possibly lie to me like that. But speaking of a big, big liar, Rudy Giuliani, there's a reason why, Cohen, you've been giving him the nickname that you do. But special counsel Jackson's team. Rudy drunken Giuliani. So special counsel Jack Smith's team, we have learned, have been asking witnesses about how drunk Rudy Giuliani got, but more specifically, Donald Trump's knowledge that Rudy Giuliani was always drunk and was a drunk, so that Donald Trump could not argue, well, I was just getting uh, advice from you know Giuliani that I was following, that Donald Trump knew Giuliani was drunk and he knew that Giuliani was a clown and Donald Trump was trying to basically use Giuliani as, you know, cover to then engage, you know, throw the drunk guy under the bus, basically. But Cohen, you've been saying this for a long time before this news. Yeah, look, I've been saying, Ben, forever now that Donald give a shit about Rudy. And I enjoy watching. I really do. I enjoy watching and listening to journalists as they say, well, you know, Trump's longtime lawyer, friend, confidant. There is no longtime relationship between Trump and Giuliani. In fact, it started around their relationship really started around the time that I extricated or I was, um, you know, excommunicado as a direct result of the FBI raid. Rudy then came right in. Now, he stuck around. Don't get me wrong, but the relationship between Trump and Rudy grew from there. Why? It grew from there because Donald needed someone who had credibility to advocate for him. Donald used Rudy, plain and simple. Rudy being stupid Rudy Kaludi didn't realize that Donald was using him the same way that he was trying to use Donald in order to have access to D.C. so that he could sell his service using Giuliani Partners. It's just, it was a quid pro quo. You use me, I'll use you. We're not going to talk about it. We're both going to pretend like we're doing it for magnanimous purpose and call it quits. Well, what happens now? Rudy is no longer necessary to Donald. In fact, he is a liability. He's a liability because yes, he drinks too much. He says stupid things. He is completely out of his mind. And so what is Donald going to do? They will use that in order to throw Rudy under the bus. Donald will use anyone he will use anyone in order to benefit himself. And again, going back to how we started this beatdown, there is so much litigation currently against Donald. He is the defendant in like seven cases. I can't imagine a human being being in seven cases all at the same time. And each and every one of them, is significant. Each and every one of these cases would give the average American a good case of the Hershey squirts. But Donald, well, he's wearing a diaper, so it doesn't matter. But it doesn't, he's still up and he's still running, going from one rally to another, spewing the same lies that got him into the seven cases. So is he normal? Clearly the answer is no. He is a sociopath 
who is able to disassociate himself from reality and from the truth so that he could go on and continue these rallies, continue to raise money, and somehow or another, with his, you know, intonations and with his stupidity and with his sort of nonsensical rantings, he somehow is still appealing to this significant GOP base that's backing him, not just financially, but with their vote as well, to the detriment of not just you and me, but to not just to the country, but to the whole world. Scary. You know, but, but that GOP base is shrinking, as we talked about earlier. And you even have GOP governors like Chris Sununu, the Republican governor of New Hampshire, who's not MAGA, basically saying independents hate this guy and not only is donald trump going to be a disaster as the presidential ticket for the gop but down ballot republicans running for senator members of congress down to school board americans are repulsed by all of the things we've been talking about on this political beatdown other than the small maga you know, base. This is not what America is. And here you have a Republican governor saying that. Here, play this clip. This week that I don't think anybody can characterize as good for Trump is getting his mugshot taken and released in a Trump will Fulton, love it. Fulton County courthouse. He'll be selling t-shirts within minutes that, of being taken. That may be true, but do you think that it's good for him politically? Do you think having a mugshot out there changes anything in the Republican electorate? It doesn't change anything, but it allows him to maintain his presence in the media, his image. People will be talking about it. What Not just what he does with the mugshot, but all the drama that he wants to keep building off of it. He wants this drama to keep going. Give him a fifth and sixth indictment. He'll love it. because What, it keeps what about him in with the independence? News. I mean, New Hampshire, live free or die. He what? doesn't care. All he cares about right now is getting the nomination. He can't win in November. Independents hate it. There's no way Donald Trump will win anything above 31% of the independents, which is why Republicans as a whole will get crushed if he's on. Uh, look, as bad as he would be as, as being on top of the ticket for because we'll lose the presidency, he hurts school board races. He hurts governorships, Congress races, congressional races, Senate races. We will lose all these seats like we did in 22. We're seeing a lot more of that now, Cohen, with mm -hmm. Republicans who are saying, hey, we're not the MAGA Republicans. And, uh, you know, in, in tired of losing, they're tired of losing. They lost, you know, in obviously they lost in 2020. They lost the midterms and they know they're going to get their asses handed to them. Look, one of the things that, again, Ben and I started this political beatdown and why we're so thankful for, you know, all of the brigaders and all of those that subscribe to the Midas Touch Network. I think we just turned 15.1. That's another 100,000, right? You know, um, uh, subscribers into uh, into the political beatdown into Midas Touch. One. Yep. Yeah, into Midas Touch Network. What we are doing here is we are building a base, a base of support in order. Not this is not an anti-GOP, you know, um, podcast or live event political beatdown. That's not what we are. We are. Our goal is to keep. American democracy alive. Our goal is to ensure that the right people, if this was Joe Biden making these wackadoodle statements, I would turn around and I would be as angry and I would be yeah. 
as pro-American against Joe Biden, but that's not what Joe Biden's doing right now. You know what Joe Biden's doing right now? He's making 10 of the first 50 drugs that he wants affordable under Medicare D. He's rebuilding America with the infrastructure bill. He's trying to do things that benefit all of us. Instead, we have on the right side, a group of people that want to destroy America. And then on the left side, you have people who want to rebuild America. We want, want everyone to have the same rights, male, female, black, white, brown. It makes no difference. They want things to, they want to improve America. And that's, that's why we're here. And that's why we're so thankful that you're with us on this journey because it's going to take more than just Ben and myself. It's going to take all of us ensuring that we tell everybody, you must join us on, you know, on the political beatdown, whether it's 4.30 to 5.30 Eastern Standard or you know, whatever time that we end up, as more stuff comes out, we will ultimately have to do clearly more of these shows in order to provide you with the raw and unfiltered truth, because that's what it's all about. And again, I thank each and every one for everything, for everything that you guys do, for every for joining us, supporting not just Political Beatdown, but Midas Touch Network. This is not an easy journey. Trust me, I know. My life has been turned upside down, inside out, shredded, ripped apart. I work more every single day to ensure my family's happiness. Then I'll work on my own. But this is this is insurmountable for anybody to deal with. And thanks to all of you, it certainly makes it easier. You know, and just... Uh... To see how things are so upside down, you know, if you haven't seen that already in this episode or, or throughout all our coverage on the Midas Touch Network, it doesn't matter what crimes that Meadows committed, he argues, no matter what, he says there's some nexus here to federal court and therefore, you know, the case should be in federal court regardless of even if he engaged in wrongdoing. As long as there's a nexus, we can deal with all the other stuff you know, at the motion to dismiss stage. But judge, even if Meadows violated the Hatch Act by engaging in political activity, he still did some things with Donald Trump that could be construed as federal. Like that's that's their strongest argument. Federal Judge Jones, it is a very low threshold for removal. And, you know, one of the things that jo Judge Jones asked the federal judge, he's an Obama appointee, but, you know, the law actually is, it is a very low threshold. And Mark Meadows testified to basically say, yeah, yeah, yeah I may have done all these other Hatch Act violations, but while I was doing them, I still... Um, you know, did certain things that were a function of a chief of staff. And so one of the things that Judge Jones wants to know is that, well, if one of the acts constituted something a chief of staff would do, even if everything else was unlawful, does that meet the low threshold standard for removing a case to federal court? Meadows is going to argue, yes, even if there was just one second of my duty and the rest was the rest was criminal conduct, that's enough for federal court. Fawny Willis is going to argue it's not. But here you have, again, MAGA Republicans who claim to be, oh, we're for states' rights. But now they're basically saying, nope, take it out of the state. 
put it in right. federal court. Let's, you know, it, it's all a bunch of BS to justify whatever it is that they're trying to justify, which is usually controlling people's lives and trying to, you know, harm people and 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 go against equality and all the things that we discuss here on the show. I want to remind everybody about Michael Cohen's Legal Defense Fund. Uh, we talked earlier about the deposition that Cohen has scheduled. Cohen's brought on the best legal team, thanks to your contributions to Cohen's Legal Defense Fund. All the money goes to Michael Cohen's defense in connection with the $500 million federal case that Trump brought against Michael Cohen. He's brought on the best legal team, thanks to your contributions. There it is right there. It's also in the description below. Also, check out Cohen's book, Revenge, wherever books and audio books are sold. It's really a great read. It's so important in these times that you all understand what real weaponization looks like, not what MAGA Republicans try to project, but what they engaged in and how they made Michael Cohen a political prisoner. Read Revenge by Michael Cohen. Also check out store.midastouch.com for all the uh, best pro-democracy gear. There it is, the Mar-a-Lardo Correctional Facility. You know, we're very intentional with these shirts. I don't want to see Trump's face ever on merch or on T-shirts, so that's why we have him <laughs> facing the way he is behind bars. That's store.midastouch.com, 100% union made. 100% made in the USA. Thank you, everybody who became Patreon members at patreon.com slash Midas Touch. Cohen and I are going to be creating a political beatdown Patreon soon as we get Brett back from his time. Yeah, I can't uh, believe you really let him go. I mean, I thought, <laughs> you, I thought you were the brother that had control. I'm trying to, you know, <laughs> occasionally Brett needs a break. So when Brett Mycellus gets back, we'll have the political well, beatdown Patreon. Thank you, everyone, for joining the Midas Touch Patreon. We got some great after show content there. And for everyone who's become members of our YouTube channel, the YouTube memberships are different than the Patreon memberships, but you unlock the emojis. Last night, we unlocked the Judge Chutkin emoji that everyone's <laughs> been using in the chat room. Thanks for becoming members and gifting other people memberships. That goes a long way to build building this independent media platform. With that, we were able to launch MidasTouch.com with some of the best editorial and writing staff out there. So you can see how we've been building and utilizing the emojis to build other parts of this uh, platform. Thank you everybody so much for watching Political Beatdown. Michael Cohen and I are so grateful to be a part of this community that you all created an intelligent, compassionate, unapologetically pro-democracy community. Spread the word about this show, about this network. One friend, family member, coworker, colleague, neighbor goes a very long way. Thank you, thank you, thank you. See you next time on Political Beatdown. Shout out to the Midas Mighty. <laughs>